0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is a longtime listener Mark Andre, and alongside me, for the first time ever is Graham Waldrop and Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Three Atlanta natives breaking down the week that is and the week that was in Atlanta Professional Sports. Wacky ass hijinks and analysis. Graham! How's it going,
1: sir? It feels weird to be on this end yeah, of the, it's uh, on the other conversation.
0: Sheet. Also, it's really nice that I'm not asked that question. Yeah, now you can just sit yeah. there.
1: It's on you, Bob. Right. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well, Mark. Thanks for having us. Uh, we actually have an interesting backstory as to why a uh, longtime user, Mark Andre, is with us on the show today. Yeah, where the hell are we and what are we doing? We are in sunny San Diego, California in uh, a nice little... Ablelo. Abuelo? Ablelo. A nice. grand a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Pueblo. Casa? Pueblo. Maybe. Casa? I don't know. I mean we're in a house. We're in a house. Yeah. Probably yeah.
0: stick to English. Yeah, <laughs> maybe.
1: Yeah. We're not in we're not in someone's grandfather. Um, we're hanging out here and uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're hanging out here with loyal user Mark Andre out in San Diego. Yeah, Mark Mark Andre is a little sensitive, and he's requested that Graham not use any f bombs. It's gonna be a challenge. Episode, so we're gonna see how that goes. So if Graham's just not saying anything, he, re- months he, months he really wants his, his his parents to be able to listen to the show. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll see if that's able to happen. Today. <laughs> Godspeed, Grim. Yes. You have anything else you'd like to say? Um, no, you pretty much covered it. Um, it's been. I mean, we're on vacation, but. Can't take a vacation from podcasts. podcast. No. A lot of stuff's been happening, Graham. Especially since we last spoke to y'all. Um,
0: Falcons, are are, yeah, are go we going talk about the results of the tennis match? Yeah, we can talk we about could. that. We sure. could, yeah. Why don't you break it down for us, Mark? S- defer to you. It's your podcast. Says
1: the guy who did the introduction. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we did a three-player king of the court tennis competition. So one guy serves... And plays another person. The other person just sits there and watches, and or gets forced to be a ball boy, or gets forced to will. be a ball boy <laughs> against their will. And Mark Andre proudly spanked us ten to three to zero. I won three times. Mark won ten. Adam didn't win anything. And also, points are not tracked when you force the king off the court. So the king serves every time. The only way you can get points is if you're the king and you're serving. And uh, poor Adam. Can I get it going today? How many times did Adam serve? Adam served no times. Okay, I did one practice serve. I think
0: that's enough. We can move on. Yeah,
1: he was uh, not even true to Atlanta. He was true to Cincinnati today. Right, I, I did keep thinking throughout the match that somebody was going to choke because of the because <laughs> of the Atlanta gene. Right, but we all had it going. So, of so somebody had to win. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Like if the Falcons played
1: the Braves. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Should we get started, Graham? Yeah, let's jump right into it. A, lot, a lot of, lot's been happening since we last talked to y'all. Falcons preseason is underway. The Braves are on their hottest streak of the year at the perfect time of the season. The United probably played soccer a couple at times. At some point and probably did well. We yeah. don't know. Um, and the Hawks are the Hawks getting ready for the season. But let's jump right into the Braves stuff. Ronald Acuna Jr., has been outstanding. We've been talking for weeks now about how good he's been since he's moved into the starting lineup, and but now he's on an unprecedented power streak. So Acuna has three straight games where he's hit a leadoff home run, five games overall where he's hit at least one home run. Um, his slash line for this month is absurd. It is. Anybody know what that means? That's actually a good question, Mark Andre. What a slash line! A mean? slash line is your average on base percentage, slugging percentage, and if you want to include on base plus slugging percentage, you do that as well.
0: But so what's his batting average?
1: His batting average is three seventy five in August. That's good. Four twenty six on base, eight ninety three slugging percentage, which I've never seen anyone do that before, and a one point three one nine OPS. These are insane statistics, uh, and it, it's like we're witnessing the birth of a superstar now. Yeah, he's quickly. Put himself not only into rookie of the year category, which Juan Soto from the Nationals has kind of been that front runner, yeah, uh, recently. But in like these, what, like eight in this past week or so, he's almost put his name in the MVP of the entire National League. If he keeps this up, he certainly will. And not to say he's going to hit a home run every day, but if he continues this level of play with those numbers, I mean, it's absurd. And I mean, let's think back to that that Nationals game uh, where he hit a home run. And then the next inning, or not even the next inning, the bottom half of that inning, Matt Adams comes up, hits a ball deep to center field at Cunha, robs him, and it was reminiscent of an Andrew Jones, Mike Trout catch. I mean, it was one of the prettiest catches yeah. I've seen in, in probably a decade from a Braves player. to you see poor Ender? I think Ender came into center uh, once they made a defensive substitution mm-hmm. for ball and like had the same sort of attempt, but Yeah, it was just like... Wasn't even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's yeah, I mean, been a big national story as yeah. well. Getting um, tons of headlines everywhere. Yeah. People are calling him – I mean, he's getting crazy comparisons already to, like, Willie Mays and right. Hank Aaron
0: and yep. just, like, horribly lofty, but the kid can live up to it. I mean, he, he's he got that look. I know two other outfielders that were getting lofty expectations when they came up and hit home runs in their first game. Let me guess who you – Jordan Schaefer – I was trying to figure out his <laughs> name the other day. I could not remember his name. I was like, Jordan Schaefer never won. Who run was run like that this? guy who was supposed to be good and he got tattoos of Peter Moylan, but he was never that good. That's yeah. That that's was a, Jordan Schaefer. That was Jordan yeah. Schafer. You're, you're gonna say Frank Cor? Frank Cor and Jason Hayward, who did have the best first Braves at bat of all time. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, but Acuna just looks different, right? Well, yeah, that's what Dad said about Frank Cor too. And then hey him. The, the the thing
1: that I, I'm liking about um, Acuna especially is now he's also learning how to take pitches more. I mean, that speaks to his 426 on base percentage, which is great. Um, and I think we're just seeing a, a really great progression in him and just his ability not only just to hit for power, but to hit to all over the field. I was, I was telling Graham a couple days ago that I finally – Understand, Like, I understand the concept that if you hit your best player first, he gets more at-bats. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but what I've also been seeing with Acuna is because he's hitting first, he's getting a lot better pitches to hit than he would be lower in the lineup right. because they don't want to walk the leadoff hitter. Right. And the thing is, he's wreaking havoc on the base pass, too. He's getting... You know, multiple steals in games. He's driving in a bunch of runs. He's scoring a lot. I mean, he, he's and, and he's playing tremendous defense. He's the complete package. He's the ultimate five tool player. Uh, I'm, I'm this is this is just an incredible stretch he's on right now. Yeah. We, we we have to talk about it though. So obviously they don't want to walk him, but they're okay hitting him, right? So the Marlins last night, where was this? What state? The 15th? Today's the 16th. 16th. So the August 15th, uh, opening at bat of the game Jose Arena's up he throws the hardest pitch he's thrown this year to start a game plunks Acuna right above the elbow or maybe it caught a little bit of his elbow it was it was total bullshit completely intentional benches cleared wasn't a brawl which I know Mark the wasn't. benches
0: cleared very reluctantly absolutely inexcusable Freddie Freeman didn't charge mound from the dugout to throw a punch be a leader I saw someone saying Freddie was getting in someone's face though yeah maybe like the ball boy your boy snicker was out there though yeah yeah that that's why it's so pathetic we got this old third base coach out there trying to make something happen. Freddie Freeman can't go out there and why do you want why do you, why do you want violence y- you got you gotta rally the troops. I think the troops were, the were rallied, rallied. I, I do yeah I do think. This is the best chance they've Winter had to win the World Series in Good. 23 years. What the hell are Af- you talking that, about? After that, that funk. funk. Are you crazy? No. Saying things like that? How mad would you be at <laughs> us if we said a statement like that?
1: I'm yeah, you your Superstition.
0: <laughs> You're saying they need to go for it now.
1: They're doing great though. They're sixty. They're they're playing out of their mind, and that's the other thing. You don't want Freddie Freeman going out there and punching someone and then getting suspended from game suspension. Every game is critical. Every game game is critical.
0: If you they'll win more than five
1: games. If you look at our remaining schedule, it's one of the toughest remaining schedules in baseball. Every single team we we face uh, down the stretch, I think, other than the Marlins again, is at or above five hundred. We're done with the Mets. And Maybe even think we play one more series against the Mets, but mostly it's like it's a bunch of people out of division two. It's Pittsburgh, Colorado, Chicago, you know, P- Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's pretty good. This yeah, they're, oh. they're kind of tailing off a little bit, but they're still a respectable team. They Got sure. to face uh the Red Sox again as well. Ooh. I mean, this is just this is going to be a brutal schedule yeah. down the stretch, so you cannot afford Mark to have anyone out in this scenario because the Braves are on fire, we're 68 and 51. Winners are five in a row. We're back in first place where we belong, and you want Freddie Freeman to go out and throw a punch and get suspended for four games when critical series are coming up. Here, here. Tonight, against the Rockies. They're already fired up enough. Yeah, and what I love, too, Dansby has gotten a little bit of a power surge, too, going on. He said two home runs, I think, in his, in his last uh, three or four games. Yeah. He had a two-run bomb last night and did Acuna's sort of, uh, where he taps his hands together and points to Jesus and it whatnot. Was that was cool. That was yeah. a great uh, homage yeah, to a community. Good on Hansley we for stepping up.
0: So, can, we, can we back up a minute? You said that they play the Red Sox again. Yeah. In Atlanta? Yeah. Or Gwinnett, Cobb County, wherever we are. These yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Over so, under 49% Red Sox fans in the stadium. I think we'll actually
1: have a better turnout than we normally do against the Red Sox because when we play the Red Sox in recent years we haven't been very good so who wants to schlep out the stadium and watch some 25 game under 500 team get absolutely... Massacred, right? Over under forty nine percent. Oh, it's over. See, Mark, you live on the West Coast now. Us uh, people who are loyal to our city and still live in the city, uh, who were born in the city, we we've seen a change in the last
0: couple of years. I mean, you used took the thing. over on forty nine percent Red Sox fans. Oh, under 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 Red Sox under, fans. Under
1: yeah.
0: I wasn't really listening. Yeah, I
1: wasn't. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped taking you seriously when you said Freddie Freeman should just start punching everybody on the Marlins.
0: <laughs> I just it would drop one good punch.
1: I mean, it would be badass. I'll give you that one. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think the Braves were very... And they didn't plunk anyone the rest of the game either. And that was good. And I remember Freddie Freeman saying, calling out Urena, saying he's classless and gutless and pretty much a son of a bitch, which I like to hear. Well, we played them soon i think so someone was arguing they shouldn't suspend urania so he has to make his next start against the braves Ooh. and step in the batter's box against them i would be okay with plunking him then oh he's definitely getting plunked yeah no like i mean go f- what what if they don't if they don't they don't they're taking the high road which is admirable but i'm i'm a blood for blood old testament kind of guy so when i see that shit you know you try to Take out our best player We're going to come We're going to come for the guy Who tried to do that Did you watch his interview? Urena? Yeah No What do you say? He was just babbling nonsense But basically he was saying That He thought it was bullshit That he Got tossed After throwing one pitch He's like I did all this warming up And then I was just trying to throw inside And the pitch got away from me What a prick And now I'm out of the game That's, That doesn't seem fair He's a loser Yeah He's a coward A cowardice Individual Still trying not to say the f bomb, but I was going to. Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow would have charged the mound. Tim Tebow would news. have would have asked that man to repent for his teammate. <laughs> repent. <laughs> he would have just thrown his bat down and said, "Repent," and that would have been that. Um, but he's back in the lineup, Acuna. It's incredible. So yeah, yeah. so, so we, we dodged a bullet, big time. Right. We had, and that was the scary part too. Last night, we're sitting here and just thinking, "Well, Jesus, if he's out, you know, we're in." We're in big trouble. But we're also saying with this team, even if we lost Ronald Acuna, they seem like they're going to rally. Well, they would definitely rally. would step in. He would hit 380 over 10 games. Coulberson's just hit a a couple of bombs. He's an absolute maniac. He owns the Nationals. Five of his nine home runs are against the Nationals. Um,. I mean, he is just playing out of his mind. He continues to do so. Speaking of the Nationals, they're below 500 now. They are below 500. Phenomenal. Yeah. What they're a bunch of overrated, overrated, out. overrated, over-hyped bums. Should, should have traded Bryce. Yeah. Well, they could still do it at the non-waiver trade deadline, which comes up in a couple of weeks. But I'm so happy to see them suffering. You think he
0: could clear waivers to the Braves? I don't know how that works. I'm
1: not 100%. I know if someone makes a claim... Like if someone I don't know I don't know
0: either <laughs> <laughs> You're about to
1: try to like Troll trudge your way no, through it's, Making it's, something they, no, they, I, they, they,
0: should, they should go for it You got a chance this year You got you got the What do you, you bet I, I guess you bench uh, NCR take I don't, I don't, I don't even know This does. doesn't matter
1: No we shouldn't <laughs> I don't want <laughs> another, I don't want I don't want Bryce Harper this year
0: Oh They sat down Strasburg When they had a chance To win the World Series If the Braves have a chance Imagine so what we hard. have to
1: Give up for him
0: doesn't matter. This is the year. This is the year, so you want
1: to give up uh, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and sure. Tukey Tucson. He doesn't yeah. know who those people are. Yeah. He's a he's a West Coast trader. We were reading the um, San Diego sports section this morning. Which was very sad. Yeah, you want to talk about... Yeah. Well, it made me feel good about... The AJC. The state of Atlanta sports. Yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, they lost their football team out here, but they're still reporting about it and acting like they still play in this city. Right. Uh, the highlight article about the Padres was about their 37-year-old catcher. Right, who's going to keep playing. Yeah, so they're excited about that. What
0: the hell are you doing? Nationals are under 500. Yes, I read into the San Diego sports section. Same thing you're holding right now. I'd like to point out for all the East Coast users... That the Western Division is on the top of the standings out here? It mm-hmm. is really weird. And, and they kind of use the same layout that the AJC uses. Yeah. So when I was
1: looking at this, I was having kind of an out-of-body experience this morning. <laughs> I was thinking that it, it's nice to be a West Coast paper because you get all those scores in. Right, before the paper was yeah, yeah. Like Versus when the Braves play on the West Coast, you just sure. have to read about it. The next and, I, and I love, too, just looking at this thing. It's like Arizona, 11 games over. Colorado, 9 games over. Los Angeles, seven games over. San Francisco, one game over. Padres like 48 and 75.
0: Holy snake. So the Braves almost have the best record in the National League. Yeah. They're one game out. Yep. It's pretty it's yeah, been, it's it's been pretty an incredible good. run. We are also yeah, I would also like Harper.
1: to point out that ever since Peter Moylan and Sam Freeman went out, we are 14 and four.
0: Freddie's on the DL? Sam
1: Sam Freeman, the bullpen guy. Oh. Jesus Christ.
0: So on Freddie's jersey, does it say F Freeman now?
1: No, it just says Freeman. They're both just Freeman. They they have different numbers. It's not like A Jones and C Jones. Why not? I don't know. That's probably their choice. If you're really fixated on that and you're thinking about the wrong shit. But anyways, 14-4 with Sam Freeman and Peter Moylan on the disabled list. So do
0: you think that that is related to the No No relation. Sam and Freddie? No. Okay. Do you think
1: that is related to them being on the DL or because Ronald Acuna's been hitting the hell out of the ball? I think this is a combination of, of a myriad of factors, right? Because you have Acuna leading the charge offensively, but you also have a lot of guys contributing offensively. I mean, you look at Marcaicus, Camargo, and Freddie. I've just been unbelievable in the month of August. Freddie, 368, 431 on base, 579 slugging. Marquecus, 339 average. 365 on base, 559 slugging. Camargo, 315, 327, 41 with 10 RBIs. Camargo has been just like he just goes up to bat, hits the ball the opposite way, and drives runs in. And it's, and it's great, I think, that Snicker has moved him up to, to the fifth uh, position in the back work. Yeah, I mean, up and down the lineup right now it's like everyone is clicking. And yeah, I know. Going back to Dansby real quick, um, I know he hasn't. He's been the one guy not fully clicking, and like Culberson comes in and just seems like every every time goes three for five, right? Uh, but Dansby has done very well in late game situations. The game we were at on Sunday, yeah, he hit that big two run homer, right? To tie it up, that was Um, huge. Last night, he hit another two run homer, right? So maybe if he can get going. So he's that's got good. he's got a, a weird clutch factor that you can't completely scoff at. Didn't you say his average in late game situations is really to? Yeah, he's, to? he's hitting three eighty in uh, late and close game situations. So like seventh inning and later something. Yeah, and that's yeah. in like seventy five at bats. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, let's let's actually talk about. Oh, and then the last thing I'll say about this Moylan Freeman thing, I think the bullpen. Has also just been really stellar for the most part. Well, yeah, I mean, we're replacing those two guys with Brock and Venters. And they've both been lights out. Neither of them have gone up and run in a Braves uniform. Yeah, no, they've, they've both been outstanding. I think Biddle is starting to hit a little bit of a uh, rough patch. Sure. Um, recently, but nothing terrible. I would like to say the only thing that Snicker's is doing right now is sort of pitching people in odd situations. He threw Minner out there when we were up four runs against the Marlins. Um you know, put put Biddle in in a situation where we were up big the other day. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. What's the point of doing that? Got to save your best arms for when we, when we really need them. that. Had it worked in a couple days? Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't hey, know. you know, there's there's, you're, you're there's, gonna... there's very little there's very little complaint about And I also really want to say I really appreciated what Snicker did when he went to Cunha's defense uh, yesterday. Yeah, he was kind of on almost on the verge of tears talking about it, too, when he just said... That's my that's, that's my, my guy. That's, that's my, my kid. kid. Yeah. I'm gonna protect him. Yeah, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. that, I mean and that's that's been I mean, people love to complain about Snicker, uh yourself included sometimes. Yeah. As I say, uh, I try to be fair. Right, right. But And critical I mean, when I need to be. That's the intangible right there that is why people love playing for him so much. Right. It's just an old school baseball guy that's trying to learn a new game. Yeah. And he loves his players and they love him. And I think that, you know, once again, hard to quantify how much effect a manager has on the way people perform because there's just no way to quantify that and i think because you can't statisticians sabermetricians, don't always equate success uh when people are doing well like maybe people are overperforming to like the manager inspiring the guys because there's just no way to measure that however because you can't and because we a lot of guys are performing way over what they should be doing right now i think there's, there's something to be said for what snicker's done this yeah. year i mean you got to lock
0: the guy in now right
1: I would I would at least a team that's playing I would at least extend him a couple of years at this point. What if yeah. Chipper
0: Jones wants to manage next year? Tough shit. Yeah.
1: At this point. Chipper has no managerial experience and he also doesn't want to manage. But if he came out and said he does, I would say Harmon as a coach. I would, I would say Chipper well you can be the coach of the big league club? No, I'd say I'd say like you know bench he could coach? He could be a bench coach he could be he could even go start the minors you know where there's no pressure be like a hitting coach in double A or something I don't I don't, I don't think he'd don't want think to, do he to do that wanted do that Hall of Famer Chipper Jones
0: yeah, in double A in Rome he's never
1: coached before I mean he's a great he's a great teacher but we've never seen him actually like coach I don't know
0: before. if he is a great teacher though John Smolt seems like he could be a good coach but what I don't I don't think Chipper's I mean Chipper bad. helped a lot of people know. over the years what are you basing that off of he doesn't stretch before games. Is, is that true? Yeah. You're the second person R- to say R- that. that. Lots of people say that Brian Jordan was the one who really called him out on it. You're getting older. You need to start stretching. Before that, you just go out and screw around and then pull his something every year in April. That's in, I never knew that. I don't know. Yeah. Cousin Chipper said that. Cousin Chipper also said that. Yeah, I thought he was. No, yeah, I thought, it was. I thought was, yeah. Is that who you heard it from, Cousin Chipper? <laughs> no, no, I, I've heard it a long time, and I was listening to that, driving up to Big Bear, i like, yeah, kid's right. Kid's
1: right. Uh, kid's right. All right, yeah, give the guy credit. Uh, let, let's talk about the game we went to on Sunday for a little bit. Went, oh, yeah. to, the, went to the last Brewers game. It was tied 1-1, to lost a really tough game the night before, and we needed to win this game to beat the Brewers and take the series. Yeah, this was awesome. So we got standing room bowling tickets, and... Obviously, we went, well, we tried to tailgate, first of all. For, Atlanta definitely has the worst tailgate scene in the world right now for baseball. For baseball. I would agree. Because they have that one tailgate lot that there's not a shade tree to be found. <sighs> nope. Uh, the only people out there tailgating were Brewers fans. There's a couple of Rays fans. But we were next to Brewer's fans. Yeah, for the, for the sake of there's this- th- There's not a lot of room to do anything either. You can't toss the ball, really. We were tossing the ball, but I feel like I was in like a child's sandbox or something. Right, yeah. We, we, we didn't have a lot of room for activity. It's because they want you to go to the battery. Right. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and so we suffered in the heat. We made some hamburgers, listened to some tunes, ate a shit ton of Sun Chips. And then went straight to the chop house once we got... Right, to get more drinks. Right. How much would you pay for a pop-up tent while you were there? Mm. So John, John probably would have bought one. John would have brought one because for $100? some reason he Philly was John. Yeah. Philly John was wearing jeans, black jeans mm. that day. Black like jeans a and a skin, black shirt, skinny jeans,
0: pretty skinny. He's yeah. a skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: that's just his uniform. though, his everyday uniform. Right. Um, but yeah, we go to the chop house and it, it seemed a little more empty in there than mm-hmm. usual. And immediately, I'm like, oh, let's go stand in this aisle here, because it's wide open. Get as close to the field as we can. Mm-hmm. And so the security guard instantly has to come up and tell us, no, get back you guys us. can't stand there. Yeah. And then he walked away, and I think he could just tell that we were going to be an issue for him. Uh, he's like, I can't talk to these assholes all good day. Tell them not to stand in the aisle. <laughs> so then he just, like, let us know that below the chop was open to the public, which... If you've seen that, it's like the chain link fence area in right field. Yeah, on field level. Yeah, generally uh, for private events, I guess. Right. You, I think it's like 90 bucks ahead, and you're going to have 90 people or something like that. Yeah. But he says open to the public, and you just go down there and watch the game. We're like, oh, Jesus. It was it was truly awesome. That was spectacular. We yelled at Christian Yellish the whole time. He even engaged in us in conversation. Yeah. yeah what so, did he say? Oh, so I was giving him hell for leaving the Marlins, um, saying, like, like, you left poor Martin Prado back there. You bailed on your teammates. It's really messed up. Wait, who is this? Christian Yelich. He plays for the Brewers. He used to play for the Marlins. He used to play for the Marlins. Not, not Giancarlo. No, he's in the... Giancarlo area. wasn't there. They were okay. playing the Brewers. Um, but he used to play in the Marlins. Correct. Correct. Okay. Good, good work. Um, but yeah, it was, he finally acknowledged us at one point, and he was like, I didn't have a say in it. It was my choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we told him, hey, we'd love you to come here. He's like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. like, yeah, we're not really bad. We'd really just like you to come to Atlanta next yeah. year, maybe." And he's like, yeah. he didn't say no. Yeah, so you yeah.
0: never know. We might we might have given a little nudge to Christian Yellish <laughs> to try to right. come here next year. He didn't say Well, my other favorite part of there was so like. So there's going to be Yelich and Acuna and Bryce Harper in the outfield next year? It's possible, I guess. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. Why not? All right. <laughs> um, and they could say, hey, those assholes in that fenced-in
1: area told me to come here. And I was like, yeah, that was a pretty cool place. They convinced me. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there was some, like, random old-school Braves fan that came up and, like, just came out of nowhere, asked us if we were giving Yelich hell down here. We're like, yes, sir. You yes, sir. better believe it. He's like, good. And then he told some, like, random story about watching Bob Horner play back in the 80s. And then he just left. Felt like a mirage or something. Right. Some sort of ghost that just sifted in and out. But it was, it was really fun. Braves one eighty seven 8-7 that day. Lots of home runs quite spectacular. Yeah. But yeah, we're on a freaking roll, man. And uh, this is the most excited I've been watching like like now that we're that we're rolling again and this is the, the most games over 500 that we have been the whole season. This, this has been the most fun Braves team to watch since I think the the baby Braves in 05 2012.
0: 2012
1: was a lot of fun with Chipper's last hurrah, but you Double. got Ugla was such a just is a leech. He was so horrible. Oh, you love this. No, no,
0: no. When Douglas was good, and they were pounding arms and everything. What, like, in August of 2011, for one month. I don't know. Freddie Freeman and Daniel were just always pounding arms. Yeah, in 2011, in
1: August, when he had the 33. I,
0: game I think, game think it was
1: 2012. 2012. We played the Dodgers. Yeah. No, it's 2013. We played the Dodgers and screwed it entirely. The 2013 team was so frustrating well, yeah, because the, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that game when Taron
0: tried to make a
1: playoff start in L.A. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. It yeah. sucked, too, because Justin Upton got a double to deep center. We took the lead, and then Tayron just promptly gave up the lead. And we just couldn't recover from that. Speaking of Dan Uggla, though, I watched the – they had a – like last weekend was – not old-timers. What do they call it? Alumni weekend. Alumni weekend. Old-timers weekend. <laughs> and they, they had a old-timers uh, home run derby. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch that? I saw a little bit of it. It was hilarious. Uh, So it's like Johnny Estrada who looks just, he looks terrible now. Ooh, Is he he drinking too much? Worse than Otis? No one can look worse than Otis. No, he's just put on a ton of weight and he just looked rough. But uh, Ugla was in it as well. Do you still look like a beast? He struck out in a underhand softball. softball. Home run derby. Yeah. Like three swings and misses. It's in his head. Yeah, <laughs> he's a- he's doing the same thing again. He's pulling his head, <laughs> looking to the sky, thinking he already hit a freaking home run when it's in the what, catcher's glove. How, how jacked is he? He still looks pretty jacked. Yeah, he looks like he's gained a little weight, but he looks he's still pretty jacked. Brian Jordan's out there hitting bombs. Frank Cork. I love Brian Jordan yeah, because Frank Cork, could like he could still. Yeah, he, he could still play. I play, think if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, like he he'd, he'd be better yeah, than- as long as people don't pitch him outside or in the dirt. Yeah, I mean he'd be he better the, than Ryan. Flair he has the plate not. discipline of a fleet pinch I don't know. Uh, yeah, Flaherty's pretty... Used. It's amazing that Flaherty's even on the team anymore. But... He's kind of skirting under the radar. He is. Long story short, this is a very <laughs> exciting team. People are showing up to watch watch them too, which is great. And... Shit. Let's make the playoffs. And I think people need to keep coming out and supporting the team. And I think this Acuna thing is also a rallying... Act as a rallying cry for the city too. And
0: speaking of which, I watched some highlights of Acuna's home run streak the other night. Mm-hmm, nice. It's not a single person in the stands. It's not true. But, yeah, not true at all. And
1: like I said, I'm pretty sure the only game you watched was their Monday doubleheader makeup game when they were, they there were, there weren't, there's no one there. But it was, There was nobody there. Yeah, because
0: it was 1.30 on Monday. He was hitting home runs, it was a big deal, there was nobody in the stands. Like,
1: yeah, on the on Probably the more game. people
0: at the Gwinnett Braves. It's not true. We are in... We are like 11th in attendance this yeah. year. Yeah. No. I, I can Google this. But keep going ba- Baseball
1: as a whole Attendance is going down oh, this should be- And the Braves Are no, going Oscar. up That doesn't tell you Whether or not We're right. 11th in attendance It'll say what the Attendance was Yesterday
0: Braves 5 Marlins 2 That doesn't say Wait wait a minute. Oh 19,045 people
1: Yeah I don't know What a Wednesday game Stadium's half full. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But we've been selling out a lot of games in the week, and I think we have what, 13, 14 sellouts in total in In the small stadium. Yeah, in the 40, stadium.
0: Whatever. What's your point? Yeah. Mark Andre. You said that people need to go out and support him, and I'm saying people aren't going out and support him. We're 11th in attendance. Look it up on you your make, silly you may, smartphone. You Maybe because you can't take
1: Marta there. You California liberal? Alright, let's go on to the Falcon stuff. let go birds. Well, I like the enthusiasm. So the Falcons lost their first preseason game, 17-0 to New York Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey, last Friday. The starting defense actually looked all right, forced a three and out, and then they didn't play together as a unit for the rest of the game. However, it was a very listless performance overall, particularly offensively. Your boy Sark wasn't dialing it up. Through a bubble screen to count really like got blown up in the backfield, and it's like he needs to just give up on that freaking play. It was awful. Eviscerate it, rip it out of the playbook. Have a sacred, you know, gathering that, where you just burn that play because it never freaking works. Speaking of over over unders, two thousand two, last time a bubble screen worked, probably like three and a half. Okay, uh, that's why I put the over under. Tebow had some good ones. He doesn't play for the Falcons, though. I mean, so, Mark, Mark Andre. it was awful. So, Matt, wait, re- wait, wait, wait. Matt
0: Ryan went one for one for, for minus, minus two. That yards? was the bubble
1: screen. That was the bubble screen. <laughs> he only played one series. Did Julio play? Julio did not play. Devontae Freeman did not play.
0: What, Do- what, why are, they, are they doing more? Are they doing extra preseason games this year? No, it's
1: just four. But it, it was a really bad performance. And I'd also like to call out Duke Riley, who looked pretty awful. It doesn't seem like he's made a lot of progression. What position does he? Play? He's a linebacker, outside linebacker. He he's was going to show up. In the he lunch, was drafted not. in the third round last year. There is a lot of hype around him. A lot of people compared him to like this is another Deion Jones type of player, except so he's going to be on the outside. His biggest problem was not his his speed or his athleticism. I think that's there completely. However, he's just he takes bad angles to ball carriers, he misses open field tackles, and
0: he overruns guys. And we saw more of that on Friday night, and it was not encouraging. I would I would say it looks like Matt Bosher had a pretty good game though he had six punts, averaged forty four point five yards, put three of those six punts inside the twenty yard line. Yeah, a lot of free two hundred sixty seven yards of punting. It's good for him. Yeah, so but, we, got, we got that going. Man, what do you think <laughs> about
1: Duke Riley continuing to struggle, <laughs> even though it's still just a first preseason game? It sounds like from the way I've heard it described, Duke Riley just isn't very. I mean, I suppose that's. I mean, to just say he's not smart, but he's not football smart. Like, he, he he's having to think through all these, like, natural progressions that you should just instinctually know. Right. And you can tell that he's having to think through it as the play is going and on. And as he's thinking the play's passing but, him by. Yeah, man, exactly. So that's why he's always late. and uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an issue, but I, I feel like we have enough depth to where we can get by without him. And that brought up that Foye Luquin actually looked pretty good, and he's also impressed a lot of people. In training camp, for those of you that don't know him, he was a six-round pick out of Yale. Not a lot of hype around him, but another uh, solid-looking linebacker who may be challenging for that starting position if Duke can't get his stuff together. Yeah, yeah, I think Duke's going to be out. He, I mean, you get bust every now and then. It's not, not the biggest deal in the world. Right. And I, I didn't like his answers to a lot of the questions. Oh, he was very defensive. Was very, very defensive. Like he, he made the classic argument saying that people like us never actually played the sport. Right. So who the hell are we to... Um, Analyze him Or critique him You can still I can I get that To a degree At the same time You know It's our jobs In the media To Talk about this stuff We can compare him To other people Right And there are plenty of people Who do play football Who have played football Who are analysts In this city not, well who not, have called him the, out? Not this city, but Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. in Atlanta, who have also called him out? So there's plenty. Of, it's not just the media assholes sitting around just saying, "Oh, he's not a good player," or "Oh, he's undisciplined," or whatever. It's it's not just that. It's you know, plenty of people are calling him out who have experience playing football, and it's a it's a childish, immature answer, and it's someone who's not taking criticism well. You know who he reminds me of? Hmm. Hageman. I don't know if he's as much of an. You know, I never really heard him talk until. That he was kept kind of out of the media last year as a rookie. Yeah, hearing from him now a little bit more because I think the expectations have, have risen for him to actually take the uh, take the reins and, and and take the onus of being a starter in the National Football League. Who, who played for him a lot last year? Was it Ishmael? Kamal Ishmael? Ishmael came in there. Um, I'm trying to remember who else played for him. But I know Ishmael played a little bit. We also play a lot of nickel with just two linebackers. Mm. So if, if if once again if Duke isn't ready and I don't know if, if Foyer is ready to play, you know maybe we see more nickel. This right. year again. And I'd like to have more of a 4-3 base defense so we can be prepared for the run. But, you know, if, if, if we have a deficiency there, then so be it. You know what I'm really excited about is our defensive line. Defensive line, they yeah. are going to be dirty, man. With Vic Beasley back full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and tech. Not not playing that well, I guess oh yeah, Big Beasy was playing a lot of linebacker last year. Yeah, he wasn't. Right. That that didn't yeah. help things. Yeah. But yeah. I think for, for us to have the expectation that we want this team to be a top five defense in the NFL. Which I don't think is is unreasonable. Right? I mean I they've think, improved every year under Dan Quinn. Right. And you know, if if that's to happen, we need that third outside linebacker to be a solid player. I think, mm-hmm. and and if, and if you know, it's too early to write Duke out, write Duke out and just say, you know, he's not going to do it. But I saw nothing that was encouraging about that yeah. performance, and and also that wasn't just him too. Across the board, it was a listless, lifeless effort. It was like one of those things where you're trying to focus and do something in like an office meeting or something like that, or in a podcast recording, and somebody is just sitting there on their smartphone and not really giving a shit. <laughs> That's really what it kind of felt like when I was watching that Falcons game. It's like, the Jets were coming to play and prove a point and give the, give the meeting to the board while the Falcons were sitting there on their cell phones because they are like, we don't really want to do this.
0: Would you say that's similar to when you're playing a three-way tennis match and one guy's supposed to be the ball boy? And he and, just sits and there. And he's yeah. just sitting there on a smartphone, and as a result, he's not in tune with the ball. Him and the ball aren't connected. Right. He never even wins a game. Or, or, he never or a, gets a yeah, Or a ball is hit right at him, and he swings through it and doesn't even make contact. And falls attacks. down and, and, it falls down sitting down and, and lands style, on his ass.
1: Authentically facing the wrong way. Or, how about when two guys that have played tennis uh, just like by themselves their entire lives and always retrieve their own balls all of a sudden feel entitled to having a ball boy that has to go do everything for them instead of them just moving their lazy asses up and getting the ball? Something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's irrelevant. <laughs> anyway, bottom line, Duke, you got to step it up, Bub. Yeah, for real. Because people will take their jabs. Next yeah. man up. Amen. So we go to play the Chiefs this week, play tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Friday night at uh, Mercedes-Benz, a.k.a. Tomorrow night? Yeah, a.k.a. the Great Anus. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs have come out and said, Andy Reid has come out and said, that I'm going to play my starters for the whole first half. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much an automatic guaranteed loss because I don't think we're going to do that. I don't really care about preseason wins or losses. I know some people freak out about it. However... I hope to see a much better effort tomorrow night than we had, than we got last week. Yeah, it sounds like it was just sloppy with penalties and as well. I think ten penalties overall. It, yeah. it was just bad. Hopefully, you just write that off. And just say screw it. Let's move on to next week. Fix the things that were uh, you know that we weren't doing well, and hopefully, you know. I hope Duke Riley goes out there and really balls out. Yeah. I, I think the talent is all there. It's just he's got to put it together with his technique. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's freaking out over preseason results, like, really, just go get a life, man. You're right. Go play some disc golf or something. Yeah, it reminds me, the reaction from the Twitter base, the Falcons Twitter, reminded me a little bit of when, in 2016, Matt Schaub was out there throwing darts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, oh, Matt Schaub should start. Matt Ryan's done. And then Matt
0: Ryan goes out and wins the MVP in the NFC Conference. Yeah, people are pretty dumb. Yeah. So... That brings up two topics I want to discuss. Right. You mentioned that the game is at quote Mercedes-Benz Stadium yeah. tomorrow night. Right. And I don't believe you mentioned it, but I've also other times in my long years of using mm-hmm. heard you refer to the Braves Stadium as SunTrust Park. I believe you call it. Right. Yeah. The city of Atlanta has never done any of these crappy sponsorship stadium names before. Can we can we come up with some sort of a real name that doesn't have the sponsor? Because, I would prefer- like. How about they're playing at the Dome tomorrow? Yeah, I would prefer that. Well, then say it. But it's not a dome. The dome is dead. The dome is dead. I don't like it. Is there a roof over the field? Is there astroturf? Uh, The roof opens. The what opens? The roof. Okay, so they're playing at the dome. But We got got one down. Now let's figure out what we're going to call the tent. It's not called the dome, though. It's called...
1: I actually don't like it when people call Mercedes-Benz the Dome, because the Dome is, like, you're not the giving the Dome gone. respect well, by least, calling it. At
0: least don't call it Mercedes-Benz. The this is a sponsor. This isn't a
1: Duke-Riley situation. It's not just next man up. You can't just keep calling. It's not next Mercedes- stadium up. Yeah. Thank you, Graham. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying, though, about having corporate sponsors for stadiums. Mark- I don't Andrew, like it. It. Seems, it seems like you definitely, like, live you, in the past a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have year. a little bit of an uh, old man yelling at cloud syndrome going on, I think. <laughs> you're kind of like Joe Simpson. It seems like you, like, watched a ton of Atlanta sports back in, like, maybe 2000, what, 4, 5? Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. 1998. Yeah. And, oh, uh, Bob Christensen playing fullback, and kind of thing. There you go. Jesse yeah. the Hammer Tuggle. And, and Jasper. The, and um, Jasper. But, yeah, we have new players now. There's a guy called D. Yeah, D- but we don't have,
0: like, Toyota Corolla playing linebacker. We've got people with real names, kind of like they used to have a real stadium name.
1: It's just unfortunate the way the world works. What about your precious Petco Park out there? Do you like that?
0: That's different. It's like it's like Ted Turner. They're integrated within the city. But Ted Turner headquarters are here. Mercedes Benz not headquartered in Atlanta. That's fair, and and there is the another city didn't Mer- grow up around.
1: I would prefer if the Benz was called like the Arthur Blank Stadium or something like that. Well, that we'll would be totally that. fine with
0: that. Be a trendsetter. But you got to take that Mercedes
1: money when you're taking all the that's tax- the thing. You taking so- all the taxpayers' money, right? Of course, so. That kind of sucks. I get I get what you're trying to say. But it's unfortunately just it's the world we live in. You can always refer to it as the great anus, as we do, for when you know the roof opens up. It actually is working now, so we'll see if we actually yeah, get some, well. some quote-unquote outdoor football this year or not. I think United have had a couple outdoor games now. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that the roof, when it opens, it doesn't open that wide, so there's still plenty of the stadium that's like not technically outside. Yeah, I feel like they could have made it. A bigger... It sounds uh, kind of domey. A bigger hole. Yeah. And it it's a little domey. But we should not refer to it as the dome because the dome is gone. And the dome should be held with... What stock. about the
0: new dome? Like the new Comiskey Park?
1: It's still like T-Mobile or Cellular Trust Field or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah,
0: nobody calls it that. They call it a new Comiskey. The new Comis- there might actually be a third stadium. Same thing with, I, now, I guess, I
1: new know. Yankee Stadium. They kind of do that too. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. But I think we've uh, exhausted the Falcons. Should we ask uh, Mark-Andre some questions here?
0: No, I specifically said I don't want Oh, okay. I don't really have any questions. Not I not have any time. questions for him either.
1: <laughs> well, do you have anything else you want to say, Mark-Andre?
0: No, I, think, uh, I want to talk about Tiger Woods. No. Lack of people for Acuna's home runs. <laughs> Tebow would have charged the mound. Need to make a mark to type trade. That's about all. Need to make a Mark-to-Share type trade?
1: Yeah. So we want to give up our system for we, Bryce You Bryce realize Hartford? that we would have won a World Series if we didn't make that trade? Disagree. If you got Elvis Andrews, Neftali Feliz. Who else would we give up in that bullshit? Um, well, Salta Lamachia, uh Matt Harrison. He was good. Oh, I'm also
0: thinking of Adam Wayne, right? I- I'm mixing trades together. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all. The point is, the actual sat down in Strasburg when I had a chance to win the World Series. And now they're under five hundred in August. We're not talking about sitting anyone down, though. We're not going to bench
1: Acuna. We're not going to say make a make a more
0: type trade when you got a chance. Make a make a move for it. Don't assume there's going to be a next year. What would you have liked liked us to do? I don't really know who's applicable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Harper seems like a good idea. You know, well, this is another example. May, maybe a pitcher is. Uh, are the Dodgers any good? Can we get? No, what, what are the Giants any good? Can we get Bumgarner? We could have gotten Bumgarner. Oh. <laughs> Bumgarner, he's amazing. He is a bulldog.
1: Yep. That would be interesting. Because they
0: talking about that guy from the Dodgers. he's not actually that good, he never wins in the playoffs. Who, Kersh? Kershaw. Yeah. Kersh- that guy from the Dodgers. But Bumgarner, I mean, that's the difference between that's three world, ma- that's like, three world a, a wild card game and winning a World Series. And they didn't – no, you trade all your prospects for Bumgarner and some mild competency, you could win a World Series.
1: I'm just going to wrap up this episode by saying, Mark – Andre, yeah. thank God you have nothing to do with running this franchise. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that wraps up today's episode. Uh, Mark, would you like to sign us off this week since you introduced us? I don't remember how to do that. So until next time, rise up, chop on, remain in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitomatous. Sir.
0: Hospitomatous. Sir. Oh, hospitamatus!